Hello and all. welcome to the TNC podcast, your go-to Norwich City listen following the ups and the downs and the indifferent parts of the Canaries. Jack Reeve and Chris Reeve back again. Good to see you. You too. We're in green. We are. Why is that, Jack? Well, Chris, thanks for asking. <laughs> As you can see... this is We're back to QVC again, aren't we? <laughs> no, our brilliant sponsor, Oliver Hill, who's just a great guy. And, Legend. Um, Another one of those that we have a WhatsApp group with. And it's it's interesting during game, isn't it? Because we're probably in about 10 different Norwich City-related WhatsApp groups. Yeah. And everyone's got different opinions. And I think dear old Oliver, he's... I think he'll call himself realistic. <laughs> sometimes that um, goes into the, uh, the, the the bucket of pessimistic. Yes. Sometimes. Uh, so it's always great chatting to him about Norwich City. But he, re- he runs a brilliant coaching company. He does. Um, in Norwich... Lots of viewers actually work with Oliver. Indeed. Um, what does he do? So Oliver Hill is all about strengths coaching. Well, not not only, but his specialist area, in my opinion, is strengths coaching. So he str- so struggles with you, eff- then. Eff- so effectively, if you are part of an organisation that wants more engaged staff, if you want to understand your your own personal strengths better, have no city you personal strength strength coaching. He is the man to go to. Honestly, what Oliver is able to unlock mm. in an organisation or for yourself is incredible. Hill Coaching Company, specifically, go and check out the, the Clifton Strengths mm. Discovery Package. Which we've both done. Got. Yes, we've indeed. both personally worked with yeah. Oliver, away from each other. Yeah, thank and God. And he is brilliant. Um, and that's why we've continued to work with, <laughs> with each other, because if not, we would have dumped each other. But effectively, all it is is you, you, you say all. One of the areas is you, you effectively fill out like this this very comprehensive survey, mm. and then at the end of it, it spits out your results, and Oliver can help coach you through that. Mm. It's, it's it's incredible. Very I think, much worthwhile. I think with everyone that we work with, Chris, and we've got a lovely roster, a lovely stable roster of of spot. Well, Super Bowl was oh. on last night, wasn't it? Um, a lovely you know a lovely stable of sponsors, but we only ever work with people that either we've worked with personally with our own cash, indeed, or to our values. And we've been on board with Oliver for what four or five years. Yes, and he's been a loyal sponsor. He has. And the next plug is well, no, no just finally. Oh, go on. The, the links to Oliver's um, coaching company is in the description. What I would do is if you're a business owner, even if you're a, you know, a, a person mm-hmm. on your own wanting to do better, check out the website, mm-hmm. get in touch with Oliver, have a chat and see what he can do for you. It's, um, he's, a, he's a great bloke. I would do that. Mm. Next up, the Norwich City, the ultimate Norwich City raffle. Yes. Jack, it's flown out the gates. It has, it's it broken well. popped yeah. out the gates. It has. I'm delighted to say, we have a, we've we've been announcing you know each grand as we go on our social. Yeah. Delighted to say that as of yesterday, yes, we hit three thousand pounds for the big really? C. Yeah. And that's just in One, raffle tickets. One, two, sales. three, boom. Oh yeah, good point. So yeah, it's running until the end of Feb. So you've still got a good few weeks to get involved. Yes. Um, there might be exclusive some more auction um, items going online. I'm not going to tell you which because I don't want a Brian Gunn situation, but I am leading one of the auctions. It's not the Kenny one because Brian, you know, ruined a kid's dream there, but I am um, leading one of the auctions. Mm. So if you want to beat me, get involved. On a serious note though, guys, it's donate as little as five pounds, right? You don't have to donate lots. No. Just, you've got to be in it to win it and you never know. You can win a bundle of stuff. There's three different bundles. Go and check out links in the description. Crystal, I was about to say Crystal Palace. We're not in the Premier League. What Crystal Palace? I thought London. I thought Crystal Palace. Queens Park Rangers 2. Have you been on the Lakens this morning? (laughs) Norwich City 2. 
Yes. A little Desmond. Yes. And, I, and I, I came to your house this morning, Chris, and I was expecting to open the doors for a bubbly, enthusiastic man after a good point away from home. And you were down in the dumps. What's happened to you? I, I just... <sighs> Come on. No, I, I just... I can't... Look, we didn't lose, yes. right? But... <sighs> someone, on, someone on social over, over the weekend said, said this to me. They said something like, you're such a such a whinger who are you and yeah, when, you, agree. when you don't get what you want you act like a sport brat no <laughs> i tell you what it is i tell you what it is i've got standards qpr jack yeah worst home record in the league qpr yes. have scored the least goals in the league i am not having the nonsense that that is a good point away from home it is not they've picked we up seven points in the last jack, in the possible i don't line. give a tuppenny you know what I really don't. We are pushing for the playoffs. Yes. QPR, there for the taking. And we'll, we're gonna we're gonna go through it in chronological, chronological order, mm. Jack, aren't we? I'm sure. But my God, like when you get yourself two one up at, at QPR away, you go and kill the game three four five one. Well, don't you? yeah. I was I said in my review. I was really confused. Sometimes review videos are easy because the it, the, the story has told itself. West Brom, Coventry, great. You know, you know what the angle in is. I struggled a bit with with um, with QPR because pre-match, and this is where you get annoyed. So just wait, just restrain yourself. Okay. Pre-match, I would have taken a point. Post-match, I was disappointed with a point. So I was a little bit confused, and it took me it took me ten minutes or so to just find out where I was at with things. But my viewpoint, and it remains my viewpoint, you win your home games. And you pick up at least a point away from home. That will be enough across a season to hold you in good stead. It's not going to be the point away at QPR that's let us down this season. It's going to be the home defeats to Blackburn. It's going to be the home defeats to whoever else we lost to in that miserable September, October, November. Are you done? Point away at QPR. Are you done now? Point away at QPR. I slept okay after that. Am I all right to go now? Yes. That is... Absolute shambles. <laughs> You're happy with a point away at QPR. Yeah. Do you know where they are in the league? Where have your standards gone? How many times have I said this, Jack? You cannot be happy with a point away at QPR. I get what you're saying about over the course of a season, win your home games, mm. get some results away from home, a draw here, a draw there. Great, fine, get that. Mate, we're not in that territory anymore. We're on a playoff push. We cannot afford to be dropping points away to QPR if we're serious about getting into playoffs. Where have your standards slipped? Well, I would say, I think the league position for QPR is false in terms of since Marty for Sifuentas has come in. They look decent. They look okay. Yeah, decent, but mate, we're not in that territory. We, we we cannot be getting our bellies tickled by QPR. Oh come on! Let's let's go through it. You've re really, Jack. You went into that that game at the weekend going, "Core, yeah, I'll take a draw here." No, no, it it was more, you know, after the game. Was I, you know, kicking and screaming about it? No, I was I fine. And I wasn't kicking, screaming. I was just frustrated. Fine. Let's go through the game. First half was shocking. Um, no shots on target for, for Norwich City. There was a couple of half chances. Um, Jack Colback um, got the got the opener. Oh, it was a bit of a meh goal. I think Angus, watching it back, might go, at my high standards, I maybe would have liked to have done a little bit better than that. 
But at 1-0, you're going, oh, no. Like, the good run... Of, well, the half-decent run of form that we're on, the good run of form at home, was about to be undone. So what's your mindset at half-time? What are you thinking at that point? It was a really, really bad first half. Like, there's no... I think Ashley no Barnes described that. it as crap. Yeah, and, and Ashley Barnes is bang on the money. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he used some other words and phrases as well. Totally accurate. So big I think it gave um, Chris and, and, and Rob at Radio Norfolk a little bit of editing work to do post-match. Big up Barnesy for being brutally honest, because he's right. It was, it, was, it was awful. And by the way, just a quick tangent... I have absolutely no idea why David Wagner has come out afterwards saying he was happy with that performance. How can you be happy with a performance where we didn't have a single shot on target in the first half? We've conceded two goals to the team that have scored the least goals in the league and have the worst home form in the league. Mm. How could you be happy with that performance? And we went 2-1 up and ended up um, giving away a, a, a blatantly obvious and should have been comfortable win. Um, anyway, first half not good. What did you make of the t- of the lineup? Because obviously Duffy was injured, so that forced yeah. the change. Hanley came in next to Gibson. Do you know? I was confident. I, I was confident with the lineup, and my point was, Jack, is that even at half time when we hadn't had a shot on target, I was still actually really behind the fact that we were going to go and win that game. I really, really, honestly did did did, did think that, and and we should have, and we teed it up perfectly to go and do that. Um, I was very, very confident. I wasn't. I wasn't fussed about the lineup. Um, the way we came out the gate second half was much better than what it has been. So that that has shown progression because that has been a problem for for Norwich City. Just rewinding back to that goal. Sorry to go all over the place. Back to keep it. Both of QPR's goals. I think it's harsh to be pointing the finger. No, 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 I'm not pointing my finger. I'm just because saying. both of those goals again. And I am a broken bloody record on this. How many times have Norwich City conceded goals this season from not pressing and stopping balls getting put into the box? Yeah, yeah. We don't stop crosses. Yeah, you're right. This yeah. is not an isolated issue. This isn't a, oh, it happens every now and then. It, it feels like all of our goals that we concede at the moment are from the fact that we don't shut down, we, we don't shut down players quick enough. And by the way, this isn't just on, on one side or, or the other. And this isn't just defenders, it's midfielders yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're, they're all guilty of it. You know, this isn't just a you know a right and left back. Um, you know, many of those midfield boys haven't been shutting down crosses quick enough either. So, I think that I think the I think they'll be extremely disappointed with with the goals they've conceded, and rightly so. Um, I think Ashley Barnes called it schoolboy stuff, or something. Mm. You know, I think mm. you think he said it something like that. Um, but no, look, we got ourselves back in it. Such a well worked corner. Yeah, um, Gabby Sarah has started to get a little bit of criticism online um, because of obviously the high standards that he set himself. But he was there again, and he unlocked the door. It was a, it was a brilliant, really clever corner from Gabriel Sarah. Um, Lovely finish for Kenny McLean to finish. Delighted that the mayor got his goal. Yeah. Uh, after after such a brilliant season, I'm delighted that he got himself on the score sheet. Loved the passion to the Yellow Army. Mm. Um, and you're thinking this could be a cricket score after that goes in. <laughs> well, you are, aren't you? I wasn't. Oh. Mate, what, are you all right? I've, I've just got, you know, um, realistic expectations. Mate, I think you need to get yourself some hill coaching again. <laughs> well, come on. So at that point, you're thinking, right, well, let's go on. And, oh, it's uh, only going one way. Right. It's only going one way. And that's the three points are coming back to Norfolk from London. Get ourselves back to 1-1. You're thinking cricket score. I'm thinking, OK, let's just nudge ourselves in front. And that's exactly what happened. It was a beautifully worked move. Gabby Sauer involved. Great cross from Jack Stacey. 
And we've already said, haven't we? We've got the best goalkeeper in the division in Angus mm-hmm. Gunn. And yeah. I think we're, we're right there. And yeah. I think people are starting to cotton on to that. We've definitely got the best centre forward yeah. in the division in, in Josh Sargent. It is a brilliant header. The Sergeant Salmon. Nice. He leapt like one, didn't he? He did. It was a, it what was a, a header. I love those types of goals. I remember really vividly. I don't know why I remember this. At home to Sunderland. I think we were still under Paul Lambert. It was it was a it was a Monday night football game yeah. under the lights and Steve Morrison scored a header like it and I just they're really satisfying yeah. those types of goals. I love a hearty header. Oh, just brilliant! You know, Halty scored so many of them. Just my, one of my favourite types of goals. And actually, do you know what? It's not necessarily a side to Sergeant's game that I would say is his best is his best strength actually. Sure. Um, but no, it was a brilliant finish, an emphatic header. It was superb. And you know, I think he started. I think he started thirteen games this season. Mm-hmm. He scored seven goals. He's, he's going at over one every two games. It's a shame because I, I I looked at the um, the top goal scorers in the league. I saw one of those tables that mm. was published on on Who's social top? media. Shammy Schmodix. <laughs> And I thought Sarge, Sarge would be leading that by a country mark. Well, I saw, if he hadn't got injured, he would have been leading by a country I mark. I saw someone put, if, if he hadn't have got injured and he played at the rate he is at the moment in terms of minutes per game, yeah. he would have scored 20. Yeah, absolutely. Sammy Schmodis is, brilliant. On, is on and 17. So that happens in the 62nd minute. Five minutes later, in the 68th minute, mm. David Wagner and his coaching staff go, hmm, I know what we'll do. The man that created the goal and the man that scored the goal... <laughs> We'll take them off. Yeah, that was peculiar. Well, okay, so there's a couple of things here, and I think we need to be fair. Jack Stacey had been ill. We, yeah. we later found out. I think he'd been yeah. sort of shitting himself and, and not at the... Uh, well, I think he was being sick, Jack. Well, probably the other end Let's as well. Let's be fair. You've just... You've just <laughs> that I is think, complete not... I think, how do you know that? Well, uh, he had a bit of a dodgy stomach, I think. You, you cannot come out with the fact that you think you're shitting himself. Connor, Connor Southwell, Southall, yeah. put a, a sick face emoji. Right. And that's inferring to me that he's probably had issues either end. That, well, okay, I'm not particularly happy that you've just come out with that, but we'll, we'll swiftly move <laughs> Look, on. he was ill, and we don't want we don't want a Gary Lineker at Loftus Road. Jack Stacey, we love you, by the way. Oh, absolutely. And the fact that he's done that, with you know, delivered that cross with a, you know, maybe a little iffy stomach is great. Right, Yeah. So th- th- there's your reason for that. Josh Sargent, we're obviously you know, nursing him back to full fitness. We don't want to injure him. The confusion for me was you got, you got Big Sid on the bench. Mm. Where, you know, surely that's the move. If you bring Sargent off, you bring Big Sid on. And he made, a, uh, made it very clear in his press conference that he'd been training all week. He was happy with where he was at. That was the thing that confused me. And then to bring Sorensen on it right back. But the thing, the thing that I don't get as well, Jack, and like again, I'm gonna you know bring up the word standards here. Okay, we're playing QPR, not Real Madrid. Okay, so you're totally fine. Bring bring on Sidney Van Hooydonk. hundred percent. Bring him on for Josh Sargent. And the thing that that, that confuses me is if he if David Wagner and his coaching staff knew that Jack Stacey was ill the night before the game, why would Kellen Fisher not be on the bench? Yeah. Because that is his natural position. And yeah. as I understand it, I mean, at this point, I'm completely baffled. I thought I thought Jakob Sorensen's position was midfield. But now, is he is he saying that he's a better defender than an out-and-out defender, which is Kellen Fisher? Well, he might have Liam Gibbs syndrome. And people say... 
oh yeah, oh no, you know, Chris, Ke someone posted this on social media, Chris, Kellen Fisher's not the answer. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, why would you not play an, a player in his actual position put into his actual position? Does this make sense? No, no, am, am I going no, crazy no, here? Yeah, yeah. I was thinking, why are you putting a midfielder in defence? That makes no sense to me. That that did seem confusing. But, so the, but, the, but, but away from, I can kind of, I can actually kind of just about get my head around the... Jakob Sorensen for Stacey thing because maybe David Wagner's done what he's done all season which is he obviously prefers players with experience rather than youth that's very obvious facts don't care about feelings we've seen it all season long I can kind of understand that just but bringing Josh Sargent off when he did is completely beyond me he was playing very well he was at full Kelter and I understand they're managing his workload okay mm. but let's not get complacent okay we're 2-1 up go and kill the bloody game Go and kill the game before you bring off your best player. Mm. I don't get it. And, and 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 Josh was starting to get a bit of a taste for it. You can see he had the bit between his teeth. He'd just done the sergeant's salmon and bashed one in the back of the net. Yeah. Five minutes later, Sarge, yeah, off you come. What? I can understand. Give it ten more minutes at mm. least. Yeah. I, get the third goal. I, I think it just sets a tone as well. Like I, I the last thing I want is, you know, Sarge to overwork himself and then he's out for another four weeks or something like that. That is the last thing I want. So I do understand it. But it, it sets a tone to QPR when you're going, right, Sarge is coming off and we're not even going to replace him with a striker. We're going to stick Nunes in and push Barnes it forward. It, inv it invites the pressure on, doesn't it? But it's it? funny, isn't it? Because you're looking over your shoulder with Sarge, This time man. last week, we were going, God, what brilliant substitutions Wagner made against Please, you've brought this up. Please, you brought this up because so, again, the, the the narrative and the 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 stuff that I've seen on on social media is, oh, any excuse to bash bash David Wagner and da da da. No, 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 no. Last week, I honestly believe that David Wagner won us that game of football. It was absolutely brilliant thinking to bring on the subs when he did. Ashley Barnes and El Hernandez completely changed the the whole way that that game was flowing against Covert. It was brilliant. And that, but 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 this time it's. You just think, well, what's happened? Because mm. one week it was absolutely brilliant, and this week it's like, I, d I don't get it. Well, this has been the issue of the entire season. But does it just show the mentality, Jack? Sorry to talk over you there. Doesn't it not just show the mentality is still, we're in this scared mindset. Why are we scared when we're 2-1 up against QPR? Mm. I'm not having it. Well, Wagner's mindset, whether right or wrong, would have been he thought the players he brought on were capable of, of seeing that game out. But But... But one isn't a natural defender and one isn't a striker for a striker. I, I, I think the, yeah, the issue, look, you know my thoughts on, you know my thoughts on Nunes. I don't think at the moment he's particularly effective. I think he drifts far too much in and out of games. I think his last three games he's actually been really good. He well, has. It wouldn't have been my substitution. Okay. I mean, Sorensen has been consistently injured over the course of the last season it's questionable whether he's effective at, at central defensive midfield to bring him in at right back. I'm going, oh, and who's QPR's best player? Cher mm. over on that left side. So, so that that was frustrating. At least we didn't lose. Yes, and I like yeah. Just and to there repeat, were some like, positives in there. I know. Just to repeat, like yes, I am frustrated that we that we drew against QPR when we were two one up. Like literally, it was there on a silver platter. Three points. There you go. And just one foolish substitution for me, that was it. Like, you just invited them on and... Worryingly, silly, though. Silly, silly, silly. Worryingly, the biggest concern out of all of this we haven't even talked about. 
And that's Johnny Rowe. So broke his or had a I think he broke his hand. Broke his hand. Broke yeah. his hand against Leeds United. Been out for a couple of games. Comes back late on in the game. What was he on? Ten minutes. Yeah. We think his hamstring's gone. Yeah. I mean that's not good. I mean that's month at a, at a minimum. We're waiting for the for the news of you know how, how long he will be out for, but it doesn't look good, does it, no. Jack? I mean it's good for your bet at least, but it's well, no. uh, it's awful for Norwich City. I mean absolutely our best player this season breakout star you know even against QPR when Johnny Rowe's running at you you know you looked at those QPR players and they they looked like they'd seen a ghost they were mm. like oh my god how on earth are we going to defend against this and then just unfortunately just it's it's desperately unfortunate luck um it really really is I think the thing with with Rowe and, and much like I think Sargent's more um integral to the to the overall way we play yes, but the, agreed. the great thing with Rowe is how many games a season have we won just through a bit of individual brilliance 100% and and he has that that so few players yeah. do in the championship now the the person that's kind of stood in for him in recent weeks has been um the big fast mm-hmm. Christian Fasnacht I've, I've seen a lot of people getting a little bit um tetchy mm-hmm. with the with the fascinator um, where, where, where do we stand with Fastnack? Because whether we like it or we don't, we're probably going to have to watch a lot more of him now that Roe is out. We don't know how long for. Well, I, I, I've been of the opinion, probably more effective off the bench, but I think he's been quietly effective for, for the majority of the season. Uh, I wouldn't say the majority. Okay. Um, he had one very good game for me, which was the which was definitely Southampton away. And I thought, hello. Yeah. But look, it's his first season um, play, playing for Norwich City. Um, it's definitely a step up from where he was before. Don't forget, he was playing on AstroTurf last season. Okay, um, I think Christian Fastnacht has got the ability to be a good player for Norwich City. Um, it's probably because we're just, comparing him to I Johnny Rowe. I just think it's his first season, like, and we can't be expecting. Look, maybe we should be expecting more. I don't know. The the, uh, the uh, maybe just change it, the conversation a little bit to Johnny Rose injured and has been out with his with his hand and now is out with his hamstring. In the meantime, what's happened is Borja signs has been really mm. bubbling to the surface, and that's bloody brilliant news for Norwich. So we have still got that sort of individual spark to turn a game in Borja signs. That's positive. Um, but no, look, Christian Fastnacht's you know getting a bit of criticism. But but to be fair, Jack, he's not the only one. I mean, Anel Hernandez has had it you know twenty five times worse than him all season, um, and even even Gabby Sarah's getting criticism now as well. So I I just think it's a sign of where Norwich City are at, and you know everything is always on edge with with the Yellow Army, and rightly so, by the way, considering how we've how we've been this season. Um, I don't I don't think Christian Fastnacht deserves the amount of criticism that he's getting but he does deserve to, to have criticism just like all those other players you know because it, it is about numbers isn't it I've said this about Anel as well and he knows this you know it's goals and assists that's what football is these days right um, yeah that, that's what football is so I'm not surprised I, I, I don't really have a particularly strong opinion of Christian Fastnacht like he's not the biggest fire at Norwich City mm. just like Anel Hernandez wasn't the biggest fire at Norwich City sure. I've used this analogy before our defence was absolute shambles for the majority of the season and yes. we were completely toothless up top for large parts as well. That's been the problem for Norwich City. Um, and, and since we've solved both of those problems in terms of getting, you know, parking that, that Wagner wagon, getting super defensive, more organised, fine. We're there now, just about. We're not stopping crosses, but we're just about there and we've got Sarge back, fine. 
Let's, the wingers aren't the be-all and end-all. Let's get the opinion of the Norwich City faithful on Twitter. Okay. So the first one, Jack, has come in from Jacob Stephen Robinson. Oh, double-barreled name. And this is a statement. It's a strong statement. It's, and I'd say it's a very sad uh, statistic oh. as well. Oh. 13 points drop from winning positions away from home this season. Ooh. Had we won those games, we'd be a point behind Ipswich. And look, I know that all teams drop points from behind. I get that. But that seems like quite a lot, Jack. What's your thoughts on that? I'd be intrigued to know how many points we've picked up from losing positions. Oh, okay, I saw yeah. a stat. Um, yeah. So Tottenham in the Premier League have dropped 15 points from winning positions and picked up 15 points from so losing I, positions. So are you suspecting that we're probably similar? Uh, pro no, I think we've definitely dropped more okay. points than we've kind of come back from. I think you're right. And I think, you know, the weekend is the perfect example of mentality. You know, at 2-1, let's yes. try and kick on and get a third. Yeah, yeah. We would have done that under a Lambert or an Alex Neal or someone like that. Wagner is just wired slightly differently, I think. What, you know, there probably isn't a right answer. Um, it's just annoying, it's, though, isn't it's it? It's mightily frustrating. Bit. It's just that Ipswich bit that's annoying, isn't it? We'd be one point well, behind I get, them. Ipswich, have, you know, Ipswich will have dropped points from, from winning positions. It is frustrating. And, you know, I, I, think in a, I think I look back to, like, Watford away when you're 2-0 up and you lose that. They're the real frustrations for me. Um, yeah, it's. I think it comes down to mentality. I think it comes down to, you know, we we seem content to sit on leads, and and I don't feel comfortable watching a team do that. I think it's it's scary. Absolutely with you, Harry Brister. Uh, he's survived. Well, I, yeah, I hope there was no issues with with Harry's relationship last yeah, week. Yeah, those that tuned into the podcast last week will know that Harry put a pretty risky <laughs> uh, question slash statement in for us, didn't he, about Borja signs? Look, we'll see him tomorrow night. Something he's... like satisfying him more than his partner or something. It was quite something. Yeah, we'll see Harry um, tomorrow. So we'll find we'll out. We'll find out what's happened at home. We'll see whether he's uh, whether he's got any scars. <laughs> anyway, he says, frustrating result, yes, but not a disaster. We'll take draws away from home if we can back it up at home. Watford yeah. and Cardiff need to be six points and we'll be in good shape. Why not get Fisher involved when we know that JS3 isn't fit for 90 before kickoff? Yes, I'm with you, Harry. No, I'm, I'm with you on all of that. JS3. I think, yeah, spot on. I think I think probably the reason why I am um, con not content, but not angry about Saturday is the, is the, is the next week ahead. And we'll speak about um, Watford and Cardiff more later on in the show, Chris. Yeah, it, it, it does feel huge. These We had a week earlier on in the season. I think we played... Was it Millwall and Huddersfield? That might have even been last season. I can't remember. But th those weeks where you have a Tuesday, Saturday at home, yes. particularly against teams that you should be beating, yep. feel massive. This week is huge. Yes, but, and we are going to chat about, maybe we should chat about them now, Watford and Cardiff. Well, it, it, it has to be six points. It, it has to be six points. It, well, look, it, the thing is, right, it, we can, if they, look, if they win the next two, you for QPR, you, you're not even thinking about that ever again. No, no, no. Because absolutely. you've drawn away from yeah. home. You've got two wins at home. But I, I'm not worried about Cardiff. I'm well, not. But Watford at home, Watford have got the ability to hurt us, Jack. Let me tell you a stat that might give you some optimism. Go on. Without a win in six, Watford have Ooh. lost their last three. Shh, really? Lost, got beat 2-1 by Leicester. Granted, their, their fixtures have been tough. 2-1 okay. to Leicester. They lost 3-0 to Southampton. 1-0 yeah. to Cardiff. The three before that... They lost to Cardiff? A 0-0 draw against Sheffield Wednesday. Hang on, was Cardiff at home? Or away? Home. Ooh. 
a 1-1 draw against Southampton in the Cup and a 1-1 draw against Bristol City. Ooh. And, and let's think about the away game. Ooh. We battered them for 25 minutes. The, the Huang Hawitza. Yeah, Hurricane Huang. So, look, Watford and Cardiff, for me, yeah. if, we, if we do genuinely have aspirations with the top six, have to win them both. I still think we should beat Watford at home. I do. Oh, yeah, Watford can hurt us, which is my point. It's not going to be an easy game, but I do think we've but, got but the ability to let, beat them. But let's look at our previous two home games. West Brom and Coventry. And we both thought, of those yeah, teams better yeah, than the two yeah, we've got this week. Yeah, no, yeah, agreed. So yeah, good actually point. my my standards at home yeah. I think are at a level of promotion. My standards away from home, mid table. Are in the toilet. Yeah, so I think you kind of couple them up and it's top six standards. Let's get a couple of quick statements Let's in. do it. Uh, Matt Gregory says, bottle jobs, no more to be said. Benji says, big opportunity missed this weekend. Huge week ahead. Got to be two wins. Hashtag time for the donk. <laughs> the unthanked kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm, I'm surprised, actually, that the unthanked kitchen's got in touch. I thought they would have retired and, and sort of swanned off to Barbados. Okay, why? Because they've been making some serious cash this last week. They have. The Borja Banger. Yes. The sausage and chorizo sandwich is in. The Borja Banger is being sold in the Unthanked Kitchen. It's come to life. In Norwich. Those of you that follow us on social media, at Talk Norwich City, Instagram, Facebook, everywhere. Um, we, we shared it. The Unthanked Kitchen created a, wow. as seen on TNC, <laughs> yeah. hashtag Borja Banger. And honestly, I mean... Well, it's, I mean, I've never actually been to the Unthanked Kitchen. I'll tell you what, you get a bit of that... But I will be going. I'll tell you what, you, you stick that sausage in your mouth <laughs> and you're looking good, aren't you? The Unthanked... If you want your Borja Banger... Pre-match, a ball pre-match, pre-match, get down to the unthanked kitchen. Right. Anyway, they say rave. Right, good. Uh, it's not about the ball banger. Uh, we've demonstrated again that we can come from behind. Sargent is integral to the remainder of this season, and if he cannot complete 90 minutes, right to come off. Rant. Danny Bart sat on the bench again. Ooh. Surely he would have been a better swap um, in the defence and has Ooh. a goal in him. Ooh. I don't. I, I Danny Bart. You know I what? I forgot uh, Danny Bart existed. I think you've had too many Borja bangers there on that shout with Danny Bart. Look, Danny Bart. It's he. He should have played way more um, at the start of the season when the defence was an absolute horror show. He hasn't. Um, it's safe to say that this hasn't worked out, um, and I think it's a shame because he Sunderland's player of the season last season. That isn't a average player. That is a good quality of player, um, and. He will be very, very frustrated, and I don't blame him. But would I have brought him on against QPR in that position? No, I wouldn't have done. Probably on a decent wage as well. Um, Richard Davis, in brackets, Dickie Davis. Hello. Brilliant name. Um, so the Tinkerman strikes again. Absolutely bossing the second half and tries once again to hang on to the lead. But he did. Clown face emoji. I know, and I know, but, but, then I, but then I need to balance a little bit and say... But David Wagner got it so, so right against Coventry. So fair play. Yeah, and it's, yeah, I mean. But this is why I don't think we'll get into, this is why I can't, I'm I'm talking the playoffs into existence. But in my heart of hearts, Jack, I don't believe it because it's like we go from one to the other, don't we? Yeah. And it's just, it's just, it's it's silly. And I think that this leads nicely into Ben Horner's question. Um, Horner? Yeah, Ben Horner. Honk of your horny. Mentioned... (laughs) In the last game, are we moving the goalposts again? Uh, in terms of like, at one point we're going, oh, we're going to get relegated. Now we're going, are we going to get into the playoffs? Then it's, oh, we'll settle for mid-table. Like, let's have a genuine sit-down appraisal now. Okay. At the middle of February, not long to go in the season, 
What are the expectations? Realistic expectations. Not expectations after we've had six pints of Lakens. Sat down, stone cold sober, looking at the season, where are we finishing? Well, I, I, I think it's totally fair that we should be, we should be muscling into the playoffs. Do you think that's going to happen? No, but I think that should be the expectancy. Sure. Because we've got the players to do so. And I look at the teams around us. I look at the teams that we've beat. Okay, you, you know, you've just said it. West Brom and Coventry. Everyone's talking about them being bankers for the playoffs. Mm. And we've gone and made them look like a pub side. <laughs> and, and, but, but, but the frustrating thing is we then go and draw against QPR away. Um, let's, let's, um, let's chuck a positive in there, shall, in, in there, shall we? Yeah. A statement from George Hale. Hello, George. Hello, George. He says, let's move on from Saturday. A point is a point. We're heading in the right direction. Bring on Watford. That's, that's nice. A bit, of, yeah. a bit of optimism from George. I think, look, we've, we've said it, haven't we? We, we, we can't wet our pen, pa- pants. <laughs> oh, in Syphilicon then. <laughs> we can't wet our pants too much over QPR, can we, Joe? No, but you have. And you've, you've, you've quite literally wet them and had to change. Um, what I would say, and we've, we've had this discussion before, and I think we need to remember these discussions, Chris. Yeah. Nothing is going to change from a head coach perspective from now until the end of the season. So we've just got to accept the hand we've been dealt and crack on with it, right? Otherwise, we're going to send ourselves insane. Yes. And we have at points this season already. And we're kind of, you know, struggling to, to, to deal with things. But we know our hand. We know what we've got in front of us. We need to be optimistic. We need to back the boys. Yes. And then let's have the discussions around the serious points at the end of the season. Which, from which, now until then, yes. let's just be happy and crack on. Let's try to be, because I think... Like we, we saw against Coventry, we saw against West Brom, the Yellow Army were fully behind those boys, and it was it was it was much better in terms of atmosphere. So, um, I, I definitely think that that, that we can do that. And um, this is an interesting shout. Uh, a question from uh, Amy Baldwin. Hello, Amy. Hello, Amy. Um, question, and this is interesting because of course in the week, Mr. Napper spoke, yes. didn't he? Yes, yeah, he did. Um, yeah. He said some stuff. He's not AI. He's not a bot. <laughs> He's not a bot. Um, <laughs> a question. How on earth are we Premier League ready if we can't beat QPR? So this is interesting, isn't it, from Amy? Because that was one of the lines from Napa. Um, he said that one of the upsides of the North City Football Club is that we are Premier League ready. Mm. Um, what was your thoughts on, on Ben Napa and, and you know what, what he said, Jack? And can we take anything away from that? Any faith, any optimism, any, was, any worries, you concerns? Know, with, with, I think we need to start with Ben Napa and Stuart Webber from a communication perspective are so different. Like Webber was yeah. brash and divisive and that's brilliant when things are going in your way because you can get behind them, it's like yeah. us against them, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah. That obviously turns toxic and we saw that when things aren't going well. Napper is very methodical and calm and mm-hmm. quite emotionless in a, in a good way in terms of never too up, never too down. Yes. I get where he was coming from from a Premier League ready standpoint. Yeah. I think when you're a fan, and in terms of the, the facilities, and yeah, like, when yeah. you're a fan and you're tribal, you don't you don't want to be hearing that shit. Like you just want yeah. to be winning games and you want to be seeing the best players. But in terms of the processes mm. and probably the stuff he's working on day to day, yes, probably are Premier League ready. Like yeah. the structures are there, um, maybe not a board level, but I, I kind of got what he was saying. To be to be really frank with you, mm-hmm. I watched that interview and I went. Meh. Didn't get my didn't get my blood pumping. Yeah. I just thought, yeah, good box ticking activity, good bit of PR. Yeah. I did pro- it with the yeah. local press. I probably thought they that got the, too. they got a few pages out of it. Yeah. You know, everyone kept saying, Oh, can you do a video on it? And I'm like, there's nothing to say. <laughs> yeah, fair. There but, is nothing new yeah. to say. It's nice we saw him. He looked smart. <laughs> 
I, I, it was... he, he presented himself to the local press, which is a good step forwards. That is good. Um, that is good. I think. I think a lot of what Connor Southwell, as always, what Connor Southwell says is fairly sensible, and I think that his analysis of it was actually bang on the money. And I think we we, we probably wanted a little bit more, but then realistically, what more can he say? Yeah. Given the current circumstances under the current head coach, and this has always been that case, and it was. I'd call it clever timing from Norwich City to to get Ben Napper to talk to the local press. Then I'm, I was also meh. Nice, nice to hear from you, Ben. Um, you know, didn't didn't get my blood pumping. Didn't yeah. didn't get my passion pumping. Um, but but to, to be honest, I think you know a good step forward. Stuart Webber was very much an anomaly in the sporting director world. He spoke regularly. He was very out there and you know turbulent. Yeah. I think if you look at kind of, I guess, CEOs and leaders of most companies, like the best companies do have, I'm not, I'm certainly not calling Ben Napper boring. I'm just saying like, he's just steady. Yeah, but and he's that, not and the man to get the blood pumping. I think he's just Nor- there to yeah. get the processes. I, I just think Norwich City fans are uh, almost like readjusting to, to what we've got now. Yeah. And, and actually to be fair, what again, to back up your point there, Jack, um, you know, most sporting directors at that, you know, seniority, they actually don't talk at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. So we are lucky that we do get something rather than nothing. And hopefully this will give the club some confidence to get Ben Napper in front of the camera again when it really matters, um, which is ahead of this summer window because we've got a lot of work to, 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 to yeah. be done. Um, this is a good question. Go on. Alex, Alex Halford, uh, statement. Hello, Alex. Adam Eder has had a cracking start up north. Such a good lad. And if only we hadn't mismanaged him. I just want a quick point on Eder. Cool. So, assist on his debut off the bench. Yep. Um, and then... Was it two against, goals. And then against Hibs, was it? Two, uh, yep. two, two penalties, last minute winner. And I'm, I watched the game and I, and I tweeted the highlights out like we did on TNC. And I put, delighted for Adam Eder. Yep. Two big goals in two big moments to win Celtic a match. Mm-hmm. What were the replies? Oh, so two penalties in a pub league, nothing impressive. And I'm like, the, if, if that's going to be our opinion, the lad has got no chance. Yeah. He has just scored two goals on his debut in a massive game. Yeah. It's a proper title fight out yeah. there this season. Okay. Big moments, delighted for him. Big moments. And that's I think that's a good point, Jack. Regardless of what league, I, I just the pressure put... on your shoulders at yeah. that point in that, you know, that, that game. And Adam Eder, I think he scored four, is it four match winners he's got for us this season? Something like that. Uh, before he went out on loan. And by the way, Jack, why do you, why do you think Adam is, you know, want, wanting a move out of the football club? Yeah, I just, I, because I, of the attitude of a lot of the supporters I, I, towards I, him. And I, I don't blame him. I am bang on with you, Chris. I could not believe it. I thought, well, what, what do you, what, what is he going to have to do and, for you to praise him? Well, yeah, but also, Jack, well, well nothing. Because they, they, there's nothing that any of them Your can bubble's do. fallen off. You've My got bubble's fallen off. Um, re-bubble me. Okay, I'll bubble Mate, you up. There's, there's nothing that Adam can do to, to, to change the fans' opinion. Unfortunately, I think it's a shame. I couldn't believe I think it, that, Chris. that post is, is good. He's a really good lad, and I really hope that he goes on to, to have a brilliant career, you know, regardless of, of what the end of the story is. Celtic, huge club. Huge step up for Adam Eder. Um, you know, Celtic, regardless of, of the league, you know, your opinion of, of the quality of the league, in terms of size and stature and pressure, um, and the supporters are even more vicious as well. You know, and by the way, both sides, Rangers and Celtic, you know, it, it is literally religious up there, right? And so 
you know, it's a big, big moment for Adam to score that penalty uh, right, right at the, the, the dying moments of that game. Fair play to Yeah, Alameda. I just thought, and I think, I was reading some of the, those replies and I was just like, just leave your ego out of this. But the other thing, Jack, as well, is, well, why wouldn't you want him to do well and praise exactly. him? Because guess what we want? We want a whopping great big fee from yeah. Celtic when we want to sell him. I couldn't believe so it. So why wouldn't you support him? And I, I just, I, I did giggle. Like, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of Scottish football, but there were so many people going, oh, it's a pub league. I'm like, have you watched Norwich against Rotherham? <laughs> like, yeah, Celtic yeah. against Hibs is far better yeah. quality than some of the shit we've seen this yeah, season. Yeah, right? no, I think that's I, it, it was the... You know my standpoint on Twitter. Like, I put it out there and I don't reply because no. I can't be arsed with it. I just read that and I thought, if I was Adam, yeah. I'd go, see you later, oh, yeah. have a nice life. Well, I'm off to actually go and play some football well, for, for supporters yeah. that well, appreciate me. Well, that's what he's doing. I, c- I honestly couldn't believe it. One quick point to Adavida. I hope he's got his parking sorted. Yes. At, at, at Norwich train station. <laughs> I pulled up to give someone a lift the other week. Very obvious car. I think the number plate is literally ads Eda. No, that you know, parking tickets yes, galore. So yes. I'm hoping he's earning well up at Celtic to pay those greater Anglia fines. Bonus question to Jack from Alex. Go on. Considering your awful prediction at the start of the season, Ooh. we'll see who's right on that one, Alex. Um, if we get the playoffs, would you say we're overachieving? Do you know, I'm really pleased that that question has been asked, especially So you. my prediction was... So on my pre-season predictions video, what, what was my prediction? You thought that we'd be flirting with relegation. No, what was my yes, prediction? Was. What was yes, my prediction was. on my video? I don't know. I don't. I don't listen to you. What was my you prediction on the video? Tears. You bore me. Go and watch it back. I'll link it. I said we'd finish ninth. Where in our city now? Ninth. So Alex, go and have a bore banger <laughs> and stop coming into my mentions. No, in all seriousness, would we be overachieving? Um, no, no, we wouldn't because we've got the fourth highest wage bill in the division. Anything Let, lo- lower than that is underachieving. Let's finish on a lovely little rave. From Finishing? From, yeah, let's finish. Yeah, wow. we're done. Okay. Uh, from Ollie. Uh, Northern Norwich 1 on X says, Rave, at least the scum are falling apart too. <laughs> That's interesting, isn't it, Jack? Without a win in eight. Without a win in eight games since, of course, um, they famously um, beat us in a, in a 2-2 at Portman Road. Sorry, Portaloo Road. I must have, I watched the game against West Brom. It was, it was, it was, it was great entertainment. Um, it was too... How do, how do I put this nicely? I thought they were incredibly fortunate. That, that equaliser, incredibly fortunate to go through that amount of bodies. I, I, I must say, I watched that game and I... I if, if I was a Premier League fan... Yes. Watching West Brom against Ipswich, two teams in the top six and I saw what was served up, I'd be going, God, that league shit. <laughs> yeah, but, but that is because the gap is massive, to be it's fair. It's huge. It was, it was, it was a dogfight. look, it is a silver lining. Ollie's right. It is a silver lining. No matter how this season goes, at least we're not eating a whole load of apple crumb. Look, there's a, there's a, I'm certainly not writing it switch off. What I would say is I think top two is why, gone. Why aren't you writing them off? Well, I think they'll get playoffs. I don't. I mean, I think Leicester, to... Leeds, and Southampton. I don't think that's. I don't think playoffs are in the bank, Jack. At their current form. Oh, they're not in the bank, but I think they will get. I think okay, they will right. get them. I think they. I think they got a big enough gap. Leicester, they should, they Leeds, ab- Southampton, miles ahead of the rest. Mate, they absolutely one million percent should get into the playoffs, but at their current rate of knots, dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so predictions for this week. Watford um, oh and Cardiff. I must admit, I'm um, buzzing. Two trips to Carrow Road. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward I'm to it. I'm drinking again. I'm looking forward to it. 
I'm really up for it. Good. Um, well, that's a good start. I, I, my, my head oh, says. I feel a butt coming here. My head says. One-one against Watford. Oh, where have your standards dropped? Mate, it's Watford, not QPR. Watford haven't won in six. You cannot tell me where have my standards gone after you went into Saturday going, cool, I hope I get a draw against QPR. Do you know what I think you are? You're a Lionel Rich tea biscuit, you are. Can I think what you are? Go on. Delusional. <laughs> have you looked at QPR's recent four com- com- compared yeah. to... To uh, to that right. of Watford. Right. My head says one one. I hope I'm wrong. My heart says. My heart says, Jack. We go and win this three one. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, the one I'm really looking forward to, Cardiff on Saturday. Why are you looking forward to that? I think that could be a cricket score. <laughs> oh God. No, I do. I think we're going to batter them about. Do you? I think we're going to batter the Bluebirds. Let's have a look about. at Cardiff. I really do. Call. I just think they are painfully average. Painfully average. And I've lost signal, so I can't actually. And see I still that. don't think they should be in the league. Um, Cardiff's recent form. Okay, they lost two 0 to Preston. They beat Watford, as we said. Oh, they're in stinking form. Lost three one to Plymouth. Three 0 to Leeds. Yeah, but we lost six two to Plymouth. So listen to this one. Go on. They lost four 0 to Sheffield Wednesday. <laughs> oh, beat them! Beat them! And look, so- if any look, if the Norwich players have got to this point, and you're listening. Please, boys, yeah, please get us back. Get this show back on the road. You know, I know that you'll be a bit frustrated with that that draw against QPR. Going at six points this week. They can do it. They've got it in them. Yeah. Johnny Rose a big miss, obviously, but we've got Borja signs. We've got the signs spice. Yeah. You know, Gabby Sarah, he's still there. I th- I, know, I, he's I, gonna I, score a free kick at one 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 point, isn't he? I, I know I've said it probably seven times this season. So this has probably lost its effect slightly. Right. Now. So basically, are you sure you want to say this? Yes. This week is season defining. Because Chris, let me just let me just feed you a little bit of spice. Go on then. Two wins at Carrow Road, one under the floodlights, one on a beaming hot Saturday. Mm. Couple of big wins. There's going to be bouncing in there. It's going to be bouncing. Two wins would probably get us into the top six. You finish the week. Do you actually believe that? Yeah, no, I do. I do, if if we play like we did right. against Coventry and West Brom, against um, Watford and Cardiff, we win. Okay, and now let's do let's flip the coin and go the other side. Ah. Okay. Well, we don't want to look at that, really. I know, but w- no, let, no, I'm, I'm backing you up here. Okay. If we, if we dare I say, lose both of those games, would you say game over? Forget about the playoffs. Yes. Done. So this is a season to yeah, week. Yeah, it is. Mm, let's, because, let, let's, let's say if we lose them both and Coventry pick up four points. Yeah. You're then six points behind, and I think at this stage in the season, knowing how inconsistent we are. Mm. Couple of tough but games. Don't you to think come. they're all cup finals at this point? Of course Jack. they and are. And that's why I was frustrated against are. that result against QPR. Of course they are. But this is the week where you build the foundation. No, I agree. I agree. Because we have been up and down. Now let's just put, set the concrete. Let it mm, set. Yes. And now we can start to build the walls. And then the end of the season, that beautiful slate roof. And you look at the house you've built, and you've gone, cool. You know, we, that's we, on the wonk. We, we start. No, we started digging, and, we, and we've got. Oh shit! It's a floodplain. Yeah. We're in some serious trouble. And then we've brought in the proper, you know, the ground workers. Yeah. No, they're shit. Yeah. They've sorted it out. Got a nice house to live in. Yeah. And by the end of it, you're looking at an Aldred's estate agent house, aren't you? Exactly. Absolutely and glorious. And they're going to us. They're going, well, how, you know, just you, name a number. It's worth that much. Big week ahead. A uh, couple of final service, uh, public service announcements. Hill Coaching Company. Check out their website. Look, it, it might not be for you, but if you are a business owner, wherever... Well worth bringing on Ian just to just to maximise your profits. Did you say Ian? Ian. You just said Oliver Ian. 
Oh, Oliver Ian. I thought you went, well, well, well worth bringing Ian in. I was like, what? <laughs> Nickname for Ollie. Um, and the Norwich City Ultimate Raffle. Yes. Uh, tickets still available to the end of February. Head over there. Check out the prizes. We try to run through every prize. Last week, it just became really boring. Um, just go over there and, and check it out for yourselves. Dude. Big week ahead for Norwich City. Let's back the boys. Come on. Let's, um, let's not let Chris's pessimism seep in. And uh, let's get two wins. Chris, good to see you. Cheers, mate. Thanks for watching, everyone. Come Bye -bye. on.